the world we live in has become a crazy place. Poverty is at an all-time high in the wealthiest nation on earth. We keep calling on government to save us with new programs, and we now have more people using food stamps than any time in our history. Keep seeking the answer to poverty through government, and the problem will continue to get worse. The answer to poverty is in our homes, churches, and communities, not in Washington or any state's capital. The long-term success of our country will come through our children if we teach them perseverance, humility, honor, character, hope, and love. And love will lead to action. This is The Mickey Ellison Show. How we raise our children today will be our legacy for good or evil. Let's change the world. Now, here is Mickey Ellison. Hello and welcome to the Mickey Ellison Show. This is Mickey Ellison and I'm glad you're with us today. And uh, today is, uh, there's a couple things. Um, you know, we I, I have to write out the, the show description and normally I do that like, the week before. And, and this week I was actually kind of struggling. Um, and it's not with just that, it was with um, uh, the, the road to complete fitness, where we're going with that and, and, and many other things. And... Um, you know, when I wrote it, here's what I actually put on there. It says death to debt. And it is so uh, um, – it, it's obvious that that should be the the thing that I, I'm focusing on. Um, that's not obvious to you. It's obvious to me. I also put this show's future. So some of the things we're going to cover today um, is just how much debt is is out there, and, and, and God only knows, um, how it controls us, how we plan to kill it, and then we're going to talk about the future of the show. And whether there is a future of this show beyond uh, um, July. So let's get into this. Um, yesterday, I was uh, I was sitting in my house, and I was uh, every morning I'll, I'll pop on the Facebook and, and look at some stuff. I've got a good friend. I, I guess I call him a good friend, a good Facebook friend. A guy named Sean Curcio, and, and Sean posts a lot of things that uh, he and I have very similar interests. Um, the interest of of fitness, along with an interest of seeking God's will. And he posted something yesterday that I couldn't immediately answer. Um, I had I had an answer in my mind, but I knew the answer was wrong. And what he what he simply posted was, I'm doing. He says I'm doing a little experiment this morning, prompted by my PD. I don't know what that is. In our discussion this morning at um, at a men's breakfast, and I need some help. And he asked, Will you take a minute or longer, if needed, to close your eyes and visualize Jesus? What does he look like, and how would you describe him? And this is going to make sense later on in the, in the show. I'm probably going to make sense as to, as to what we're talking about on the debt issue. And um, sitting through, I thought about it. Yesterday, I was going through some really – just really frustrated um, because I, I just – I know that what we're doing with complete the road to complete fitness, especially on the on the debt side, is right. You know, I know the fitness side is is, is supposed to be a part of it. Um, you know, a couple of things that came to my mind was, uh, you know, does it, how many people out there are willing to do something without some ulterior motive as to why they're wanting to help somebody? And um, you know, while I was frustrated, I was also grateful. That there's 19 people that are given a dollar a day. So let's go back to what what Sean posted on there. You know, I had this vision. I visualized this picture of Jesus. Uh, it was a picture of my in my grandmother's hallway, and it's you no know, Jesus with the long flowing hair, and he's kind of it's kind of a um, 
he's not looking straight on. He's looking to the side. Or many of you may have pictures of Jesus with his arms out and, and, and that sort of thing. And I'm going, you know, how the heck do we know that's what he looked like? That's what someone has, has told us he looks like. And I, I, I dove into scripture a little bit. And, and, and what, what I found is Matthew 25, 35 through 40. And I think it gives us the answer of what Jesus looks like. And, and uh, here's how it goes. For I was hungry, and you gave me something to eat. I was thirsty, and you gave me something to drink. I was a stranger, and you invited me in. I needed clothes, and you clothed me. I was sick, and you looked after me. I was in prison, and you came to visit me. Then the righteous will answer him, Lord, when did we see you hungry and feed you, or thirsty and give you something to drink? When did we see you a stranger and invite you in, or needing clothes and clothe you? When did we see you sick or in prison and go to visit you? The king will reply, Truly I tell you, whatever you did for one of the least of these brothers and sisters of mine, you did for me. And that that is the thing. You know, I, I know of people who have walked away from Christianity. They've walked away from God. But the realization is they didn't really walk away necessarily from believing in God. They walked away from, from this idea of what we've made God seem to be. Um, look around. In, in the name of Christianity, and these people were not Christians. In the name of Christianity, people have killed. They have murdered. They have done horrible, nasty things. And when I read scripture about the first Christians, whether it be Peter, Paul, any of these guys, well, Paul, before he became a Christian, he did, he probably did kill some Christians. But I'm thinking, I, I don't, I don't see any of those people blowing up abortion clinics. While I am anti-abortion as it comes, I also understand that I'm a sinner as much as anybody else. And I have had thoughts. I've had, maybe I haven't always acted on those, on those thoughts. But I've done things that I'm not so proud of either. And yet we think, you, you, you know, we, we look at that, that girl that just went through and had an abortion. Whether she's remorseful or not, only she, she knows. Um, and, and, and God. But am I supposed to hate her for doing that? I'm supposed to hate what she did? And many times they do hate what they did. You know, the big topic today is homosexuality. And... Um, and how many Christians come across as hating the homosexual. Now, I believe that the activity itself, if acted upon, is, is, is sinful. But am I supposed to hate them? You know, I, I sit back and I wonder, how many of us as Christians today that call ourselves Christians? I actually did a Google search yesterday, and apparently 83% of Americans say that they're Christians. That would mean that they're somewhere in the ballpark of about 250 million of us. And where do we see it? You know, where we see it is with the Christians that are out there going out there. You, you love that person despite it because Jesus loved me despite the sins that I've committed. And it, it got, to thinking, got me thinking about this issue with debt. And brother, let me tell you, sister, if you're a sister listening to the show, there is nothing that I hate in this world more than debt. Nothing. And... When we first started with, with Complete Fitness, um, uh, the road to Complete Fitness, I knew 
from day one that my my role has something to do with 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 debt. And I believe that I not not through some audible voice or some some vision or dream or anything of that nature, but the crystal clear thought that come into my head was you go get others out of debt and I will take care of you. Um, yesterday I spent two hours. Um, I think it was two hours. I don't know exactly what it was. I actually just started driving and, and thinking and going, what what is what is the problem here? What we we have nineteen people that, that are given a dollar a day. Look, folks, there are people out there drowning in debt. We have churches going out each and every week building new cathedrals. We got Christians that are driving up in and I don't and I don't mind having the nice churches. I don't mind to see the people that are going to that church driving up in a nice car. None of that stuff is actually in and of itself bad. I do mind when people teach people how to get out of debt without telling them to do the thing that they that they actually did to get themselves out of debt. I do have a problem with that. I do have a huge problem with with folks that have actually made made millions upon millions of dollars selling books and selling uh, T-shirts or, or or selling radio shows or, or whatever it might be to get rich off the backs of the poor. You know, there are plenty of verses in, in Scripture that that talk about making money off the poor. You know, I, I actually was on on the uh, on the political talk show today that I do here in Wichita, and dude, it drives me nuts. It drives me absolutely bananas to go on this show each and every week because. Somehow, some way, elected Rand Paul or Hillary Clinton is going to solve all the problems in the United States. And I just flat out told him, dude, this is such a waste of time. This is such a waste of time. We got 70,000 pages worth of tax code. We got so many laws and rules and regulations that, frankly, if some little tyrant that works for one of these agencies decides to come down on each one of us, they can because there's so many rules, regulations, and tax law that none of us can follow them completely. And it, it made me start to think, well, what is the root of the problem? What is the root of the power? And it's debt. I know you guys think I'm crazy out there. That's okay. There's a few of you that don't. But one thing that we're going to do, and I'm going to fight until God tells me not to, because one of the things I asked for him, I said, God, whatever it is you want me to do, you, you burn that fire and you burn it white hot. And brother, it is burning white hot in a way, sister. In a way that I cannot even imagine. So let's talk a little bit about debt and the evil of it. You know, one of the one of the we, credit cards get a lot of the attention, and, and rightfully so. There's plenty of people that struggle with credit card debt, and um, my wife and I, being one of those, it wasn't that we went out and bought a whole bunch of crap to uh, to try to have a lifestyle that that looked like it was. Uh, um, something else. Although we did a little, I guess we did do a little bit of that because we bought into this BS that's called perception versus reality and faking it till you make it, and, um, and and we bought into that stuff. But we had large amounts of credit card debt. But that's not the one that really bugs me the most. The one that bugs me the most, and I think it should be the biggest lesson we get, not only on debt but on inflation to go along with it. Um, that being student loan debt. I read something the other day about our about, about President Obama and, and and the plans that they have to uh, to because I don't know if many of you understand this unless you actually have uh, a student loan debt. If you have student loan debt, 
if you're wanting to file bankruptcy, sorry, dude, that one's following you. That one's following you regardless because you cannot write it off. And I've read stories after stories, um, and I'm going to share a few of those with you. One I looked up is is uh, is written by C. I don't know if I'm saying her name right, Cren Johansson or Johansson or something like that. And it, it comes from uh, it's actually in the Huffington Post, and I'm not a big Huffington Post um, follower. Actually, I'm not a big follower of any of them. But uh, what she wrote was the the ones we've lost, the ones we've lost, the student loan debt suicides. Folks, there's over a trillion dollars in, in, in student loan debt, and we have and we have politicians with the gall to come out here and say that you know maybe they're going to change the law so some of these people can get out from under the debt. Well, while that all sounds good on television, I just want to scream at the top of my lungs: You SOBs, you're the ones that put them in that debt. You're the reason the cost of college is going up so astronomically each and every day. You know. We had a huge recession in 2008 that was caused by debt, and a lot of and we started to see student loans even becoming more and more and more available to to students each and every day, and um, making it easier to get those student loans. And lo and behold, the price of college just continued to rise, while every, many other things that we were buying were dropping in prices, especially homes. Do you know why the price of homes dropped? The reason the price of homes dropped is because people couldn't borrow money to buy them, or it was extremely difficult to do that. So let's go back to this student loan debt, over a trillion dollars worth of it. We, I, I remember, because uh, I'm 43 years old, I remember the most people finally got their first taste of debt with a car or a house. It wasn't before they graduated from high school or college or something like that, but, but now – they're coming out of college. I'm reading stories on here of a guy named Jason who was so despondent. He, he had an a, a organic chemistry um, degree. He was a graduate student in organic chemistry at Illinois State, Normal, Illinois. And after incurring, uh, incurring $100,000 in student loan debt, he struggled to find a job and killed himself. Killed himself for it. Um, you know, and the sad part is that this lady, Mrs. Johansson, writes, while many expressed great sympathy for Yoder and ran it against the student lending system, others were quick to invoke the personal responsibility argument. For God's sakes, guys, these guys are 18 years old, 19 years old making these decisions, maybe 20. It was his fault. Why didn't he take out that, that amount? Why did he take out that amount of loans? Mr. Yoder took out those loans. He had an obligation to pay them back. Well, I do believe we do have an obligation to pay them back. Um, well, I, I think that we should try to avoid bankruptcy at, at whatever cost. But for God's sakes, guys, for God's sakes, getting 102 – you know, some people are going to universities that are private universities to get a degree in teaching. And I love teachers. You know, We always have this debate here in Wichita about how cutting – if we cut any kind of um, education spending, we hate teachers. That just couldn't be further from the truth. Than, than anything, because I know I don't hate teachers. I don't even think the teachers are the problem. It's these administrations, you know, administrators that, that for heaven's sake, I don't even know what you do. Sit out there and create new rules and regulations to make it even harder to educate our children when the teachers know exactly what they're doing. That's where the cuts come. But we're, we're having people go to college, and they're going to places where tuition is thirty, forty, fifty thousand dollars $50,000 a year to become a teacher. 
they're taking out student loans to do this when the average teacher salary is probably somewhere around I don't know thirty forty thousand dollars. That doesn't even make sense. We need education on this stuff. Um, but but we are going. I, I, what we're going to do with the road to complete fitness. You know, we do have the fitness aspect of it. And I keep waiting on, on a fitness expert that will come in and actually step up to do the fitness side. But I've almost come to the conclusion that, uh, um, you know, it's always what's in it for me. I don't know what's in it for you. You're going to get to help somebody. And, and until we have that, as we're creating the new website, the road to complete fitness, I guess I'll just act in that role. Um, because frankly, I know exactly what it takes. There was a time in my life I was 265 pounds, and today uh, I'm 175. So if you want to lose lose weight, I'll tell you how to do it. Actually, and it won't cost you a dime. It won't cost you a dime. But what I will tell you, it will take effort. It will take effort to do so. And, uh, folks, we are coming up on the end of the break. I, 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 we're going to talk a little bit about our, our plan with, with the Road to Complete Fitness. And hopefully somebody out there listening to this show will take it upon themselves to uh, to become a part of this dollar a day. Ask more about it because, um, you know, it, it has the chance not only to change the life of a person, but it actually has a chance to change the entire world. And then when we can go out, at least the world in the United States, and we're going to talk more about the number of Christians. We're going to do some math. We're going to talk a little bit about some of the solutions. We're going to also talk about the, the amounts of debt that are, that are out there, you know, if we throw out all these stats, I mean, people know those things, but what is the solution? What can we do? And what can we do as Christians to say, be able to say, when you were thirsty, I gave you something to drink so that we can look like Jesus to the rest of the world. The Jesus that's of scripture, not the Jesus that unfortunately people in this, in this country have, have started to uh, have for years tried to show and justify obscenely, immoral things that they may have done. Folks, we'll be back with the Mickey Ellison Show in just a minute. See you then. The future of online TV is here. View exclusive content from your favorite talk radio hosts and new programs that you can't see anywhere else. Visit voiceamerica.tv today. Dance Talk Radio has come to Voice America. Join host Tracy Marciniak and her celebrity guests every week for a show that takes you inside the world of dance. What's it like working with stars like Katy Perry and Taylor Swift? The experts share their stories and the behind-the-scenes secrets. Plus, inside tips to become a better dancer, instructor, or studio owner. Dance on over to the Voice America Variety Channel every Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 5 p.m. Pacific for Dance Talk Radio. What if there was a radio show that could demonstrate how we can cut your taxes in half without diminishing needed government services? One that could explain how to create tens of millions of jobs at no cost to taxpayers, as well as fantastic yet easily affordable health care. Side effects include cutting crime rates nationwide, providing better education for our children, international peace and harmony, and protecting your private, personal data from government intrusion. Tune in to Libertarians Working for You with Arvin Vora, weekdays at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific, on Voice America Variety. Your favorite Voice America Talk Radio Network shows and hosts are in your car, outdoors, and wherever you need them to be. Listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. 
are tuned to the Mickey Ellison Show. To connect with the show today, please call 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Or you can drop Mickey an email to mickey at mickeyellison.com. Like our show on Facebook. Now, back to the show. Welcome back to the Mickey Ellison Show. I am Mickey Ellison, and it's just me today. And hopefully a few of you are still listening out there. Um, you know, we talked about debt. We talked about this one guy that committed suicide. Um, there's several others, and I, I suggest that uh, – I guess I could post this article on, uh, on the website. But uh, it's the ones we've lost, the student loan debt suicides. And when, when this lady misses uh, – or Ms. Uh, C. Crin Johansson. I wonder why all these writers have to have an initial. Just curious. I should put Mickey L. Ellison. But anyway, um, they, they they had written um, – I want to go back to this one point where some of the writers have said um, the personal responsibility argument. It was his fault. Why did he take out that much in loans? And and the just, just pure meanness that comes from folks in those situations. Yeah, I mean the guy knows he took out, took out the loans and, and – he didn't think there was any way out, so he, he did the worst thing he could possibly do, and that was kill himself. There's another one in here, a guy named John Cope, who's living with his parents at uh, 47 years old. And part of it has to do with the fact that he has huge amounts of student loan. He Cope originally borrowed $69,000 in 1997. The majority of that money was for loans for law school. Seemingly, seemingly he says, to better myself. After he graduated from – now, I don't know this guy. I mean, he may be lazy, but uh, I'm doubting that. After he graduated from Toro Law School, T-O-U-R-O, Koch struggled to find steady employment. Eventually, he defaulted on his loans. He was immediately slapped with $50,000 in penalties for years. He has been filling out deferment forms every six months to buy himself more time. But in 2009, our good friends at Sally May um, declared him in default. At the time of this writing, which uh, I don't know what the date was on this thing. Let's see if I can find it on here. This was in, uh, well, heck, I don't know. Just go look for it. Um, at the time of this writing, it was after 2009, um, Coke owes over $320,000. And she writes, that sounds staggering, but it's hardly unusual. Once a person defaults on a student loan, the balance grows exponentially with interest compounding on interest, penalties, and fees. By the time he retires in 23 years, Coke figures – he will owe close to $1.9 million. And, um, you know, I, I get these things from You Promise. That's, uh, you Promise by Sally May. You Promise a Life of Debt Slavery is what you promise um, if people keep going out and getting those loans. Um, there's another one in here, and it wasn't because of student loan debt. It was uh, some L. Wren Scott. I guess that was the former wife of Mick Jagger who apparently committed suicide because of debt. Um, there's so many folks out there. I mean, there, I can't even imagine what the number would be if we knew everyone that, that had done so. And, um, I, I find it, uh, um, interesting. We, we introduced a concept with, with complete fitness and, you know, it sounded so simple at the time and it sounded, uh, sounded like something that, uh, you know, there's no way this is going to work. And it's called a dollar a day. I went out to dinner, um, what night was it this week? Monday night with some friends. My wife couldn't go. Um, it, it was with a group of golf buddies that, that we get to, we try to get together once a month. And we ate at a pretty nice restaurant. When I got my bill, after paying the tip to the waiter, my bill was $31. It made me think. One meal, 
one meal covers every month with the most number of days in the month, $31. I was able to spend that in one night. What if I, I don't have to give that up. I'm fortunate enough I don't have to give that up to give the $31. But what if it did? What if we did? Right now, well, I sound a little angry about it, and some parts of it I am, but I'm not angry at the 19 people who really have stepped out to do nothing out of selfish ambition. And, and, and they're not looking, you know, giving a dollar a day to help someone else doesn't imply that you're going to wind up being rich and God's going to bless you with a whole bunch of money yourself. I don't know what God is going to bless you with. I think he's going to bless you, but I don't know if it's going to be with wealth. And I started doing that math. Remember earlier in the show, I, I mentioned something about, um, I looked up a stat, I think it was on ABC News. Um, 83% of Americans consider themselves to be Christians. Um, I don't know that uh, our, the fruit from, from our work actually bears that out to be 80, 83%, but let's, let's just go with that number. That number, once you figure there's about 300 million people in the United States, you multiply 300 million by about 80, by 83, you come up somewhere close to, oh, somewhere in the ballpark of about 250 million people. There's 19 people right now that are given a dollar a day. What happens if 250 million people decided to give a dollar a day? What happens, how, how fast do we start to knock out debt? How fast do we get the opportunity to teach the true, the true evils of debt and how it is used each and every day to manipulate each and every one of us? I work in the financial planning industry, so I, I'm not ignorant to, to inflation. And and But I am not blind as most of the people in our industry to go, well, it's just normal. It doesn't make any sense to me. I mean, think about this. My parents built their first house, and I think they built it for about eleven grand, and somewhere around 1969 or something like that. And today, or, or, well, let's see how many years later. I was 25, 26 when they sold that house, and they sold it somewhere in the ballpark about $70,000. Now, let me ask you a question. While you're going well, – uh, you got you've got to open your eyes here. You've got to be able to think outside of everything that you've been taught in modern economics. Does it make any sense that that house that they built would cost sixty eight seventy thousand? They couldn't build it for that today because the thing was all brick, um, about fourteen hundred square feet. Nothing nothing spectacular. But in a day and age when houses can be put together. And so quickly, because of technology and the improvements that we've had um, in technology and, and, and just the efficiencies of things, shouldn't it actually cost less to build that house? In reality, it probably does, because most people don't understand that, that the prices of stuff are not going up because they're getting more expensive. The prices are going up because our banks, our wonderful banks and our Federal Reserve – or out there printing money. You know, when you go in, you know, you want to know why people say, well, I can't afford to buy a house without getting a loan. And they're probably right. But if we, every single one of us, stop getting loans to buy a house, eventually you'd be able to buy a house without getting a loan. You ever wondered why you go into any major city? And Wichita is, is I don't know if we call us a major city. Mid, since the Wichita State Shockers are mid-major, we'll call ourselves a mid-major city. And it is uh, March Madness. But uh, if you look at Wichita as, as a mid-major, um, our arena down the road is called Interest Bank Arena. 
go down to Tulsa, you've got, I don't know exactly what it's called, but it's the Bank of Bank of Oklahoma, blah, blah, blah. Um, go up to the College World Series TD Ameritrade um, ballpark. Um, and the list goes on and on. I think, uh, I think the Giants play in MetLife Field. Um, and, and you just keep going on and on. And you have to say, well, what in the world is going on? Why, why is that? So just so you know, every time each one of us borrows a dime to buy something, it causes the price to go up. Because whether you believe it or not, that when you borrow money, that money does come out of thin air. Has anybody ever stopped to think about where it comes from? How is it that I can put a dollar in the bank and now they can loan 10? Where did the other 10 come from? You know, if I, if I sold you a Mickey Mantle baseball card and then came back later and said, oh, that really wasn't the only one out there. I've made copies for 10 more. You'd probably be a little ticked off about that, wouldn't you? But, yeah, it happens to us each and every day. It happens to us each and every day. Now, maybe it started off because someone came in and said, you know, we could buy that house today. And um, this person's willing to loan some money, so I don't actually have to use all my use my money to do it. And that's true. You didn't have to use your money. You can make payments over time. And you wind up for a $150,000 house paying about $300,000 for it. That's a great investment, by the way. And that doesn't include all the maintenance you have to do. Now, I'm not knocking home ownership. I, I, we got to live somewhere. But let's talk. Let's go back and talk about this debt. Let's talk about the credit card debt. Let's talk about the the 250 some odd million Christians that are supposedly out there, as far as the um, uh, as far as the stats show. And wonder why. Wonder why there's only 19 people giving a dollar a day. I go to a church. I see Mercedes, Lexus. I see all those things. I see. Um, people going to Financial Peace University to get out of debt. But what would happen if we actually came came together as a community? It's one dollar a day. I stop at Quick Trip every day. Give me a Mountain Dew. Yeah, I know I'm I'm financial. I'm supposed to be a fitness guy. I'm not supposed to drink Mountain Dew, but I love Mountain Dew. But I stop each and every day to get that Mountain Dew, and that costs a dollar seventeen. Could I sacrifice a, a Mountain Dew for someone that's in dire need? Someone that's in debt. How many people are sitting in the pews beside each and every one of us that go to church drowning in debt? We don't even know it. We don't even know it. But yet, we do nothing about it. If anyone listening to this show wants to participate in this dollar a day, I, I, I ask you, email me, Mickey at MickeyEllison.com. Find out more about it, how we can help someone. Um, right now, we let me, let me tell you how it's affected someone with only 19 people doing it. There's a girl named Andrea, and she's going to be coming on the show, um, I was hoping possibly today, um, and there's still a chance that she might. But in, in, in January, we did our uh, third Complete Fitness uh, event in South Carolina. And before we went there, we had 10 people that were given a dollar a day to help someone else out of debt. Um, and before the end of that, but before that weekend was over, we were up to 17. Today, we're thank heavens, we're at 19. Um, thank you, Boyd and Rita. Boyd was on the show not too long ago, and they're participating as well. And one other person that came to the event we did here in Wichita. But this girl, um, I saw her. I saw the math. There, unless something drastically changed, her income didn't match with her expenses. But yet. She was almost, it was almost impossible to eliminate those expenses. 
in one month's time with 19 or 17 people, I should say at the time, given a dollar a day. Then we have one other person who out of the kindness of her heart gave an extra, just gave a full year. And we have one other person that's not a part of the, the monthly deal given a dollar a day, but uh, decided to do $365. In a matter of, uh, of two months, what we've seen, uh, actually I don't even know if it's been two months because that was January 29th. So it's just been a month. We've seen this girl go from a situation that was unmanageable. It was almost impossible for her to get out of that situation without some type of intervention. Um, she didn't want to file bankruptcy. In fact, she wanted to be a part of the dollar a day, and she couldn't. The, the bills added up to about $200 per month more than what she could afford. And in a matter of a month's time, she now has income that is over and above what it is that she makes. Uh, I mean, what she spends, what she has for, for debt. So it was relative, guys. It was relative. And, you know, the funny part is, is if instead of 19, we had 1,900, one month, actually half a month, she's out of debt, completely, completely out of debt. But in that month's time, we, we saw her actually get hit by a bill that she didn't expect because she filed her taxes and found out that uh, um, Uncle Sam needed a, a, an extra $362 that she had to pay. Same month. David Simpson, who's been on this show, he and his wife decided they'd give $365 one time. And on the same day that she got the bill, we got the news that they were giving $365. Today, she is actually in a situation where, again, she's got more money coming in than what she's having to spend each month. And on top of that, she had another blessing on, on a house that I think she was subject to losing that's now paying her rent. Folks, this can change the lives of people, but it can't be with just the 19 of us that are given each and every day. You know, if, if we want people to see what it means to, to, for what Christians do, we need to quit complaining and moaning and groaning about all the, all the things that we can't do. We need to I, I, had a, I had a friend of mine that actually said this, said, "Look, I don't want to help anybody that's got themselves in, in, in debt with credit cards. Really? Really? You know, that's the same people that are writing about this poor guy that killed himself. Personal responsibility. Why did he take out the loan, the amounts of the loan? Why did he do that? Because he's 18, 19, 20 years old when he did so. And because everybody says you've got to have a college education. And I'm not knocking college education. But he did what he was told. Only come out not to be able to find a job. Um, how many millions of other kids are out there at least having contemplations of doing it? Um, I know that there's been people on this show that, that have a lot of um, – student loan debt, and one of them in particular knows the rules on the, on the bankruptcy side because they did actually file bankruptcy, and they didn't get to write off those student loans. So what I'm imploring you to do is, is to join us. Join us in the dollar a day. Look, you know, I know that the, the ministry will, will need, um, need funds for it to, to survive. I'm not ignorant of that fact. But um, in my basement back in October – I believe that God spoke, at least put the thoughts in my head. You go get others out of debt, and I'm going to take care of you. So we're going to keep moving. We're going to keep moving to, to help others out of debt, but we need more of you to join us. We need more of you to actually pick up the phone or, 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 not, or pick up your, your computer since you're listening to this. Email me. Go to the web, to the Mickey Ellison Show Facebook page. Start asking us more questions about this. And, you know, if, if, 
if you are someone that has heard this message and you have the ability to give a, a dollar a day to help someone else out of debt and you're not, shame on you. I'm just going to put it bluntly as it can be. Shame on you. You know what? Because Matthew 25, 35 through 40 says this, For I was hungry and you gave me something to eat. I was thirsty and you gave me something to drink. I was a stranger and you invited me in. I needed clothes and you clothed me. I was sick and you looked after me. I was in prison and you came to visit me. I mean, heaven's sakes, we as Christians, a lot of us go, well, we can't go visit those people in, in, in jail. I mean, that's another one. Um, then the righteous will answer him, Lord, when did we see you hungry and feed you or thirsty and give you something to drink? When did we see you a stranger and invite you in or needing clothes and clothe you? When do we see you sick or in prison and go to visit you? The king will reply, truly I tell you, whatever you did for one of the least of these brothers and sisters of mine, you did for me. Now, folks, I believe that those people drowning in debt are, are, are the least of, of these brothers and sisters. But we can give them hope. We can give them hope. And, and when we get back, we're going to talk about the future of the show. But we're also going to talk about the future of, of the road to complete fitness and how um, the two don't have to work together or they can work together. Um, hopefully this show will continue because it gives us the ability to pass this information out throughout the entire world, wherever someone has an internet connection. But, um, you know, without some divine intervention, it ain't going to be happening after July. So we'll get back from the, this break. We'll talk more. See you then. Stimulating talk it gets those synapses in the brain inspired really fast. All the time. The number one Internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com Women can live their lives to the fullest and realize their dreams for growth and greatness. Georgine Summers knows. As host of On the Edge, Georgine will give you powerful tools and rules to help you change direction in your life and get rid of the fears that stop you from living your dreams. Stretch your boundaries and become the amazing person you've always wanted to be. On the Edge with Georgine Summers airs live every Wednesday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. These days, everyone is looking for information on staying young, healthy, and fit. The Voice America Health and Wellness Network is here to help you on your quest to better health and a better you. We talk about everything from diet, fitness, and aging to substance abuse, personal growth, mental health, and much more. Learn from our experts who cover health and wellness from traditional and holistic perspectives. Tune in to the Voice America Health and Wellness Network. Healthy living starts here. Each week, Jimmy Gould brings you the stories and the people that you want to hear about. Tune in to A Current Life to hear about the journey to success, how our guests became the people they are today, and the highs and lows they experienced along the way. Each hour will leave you inspired and entertained as Jimmy gets up close and personal with every week's guest and shares ideas you can identify with and apply to your own life. A Current Life with Jimmy Gould airs Fridays at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com You are tuned to The Mickey Ellison Show. To connect with the show today, please call 1-866-472-5788. 
That's 1-866-472-5788. Or you can drop Mickey an email to mickey at mickeyellison.com. Like our show on Facebook. Now, back to the show. Welcome back to the Mickey Ellison Show. This is Mickey Ellison, and I'm hoping that those of you joining us will, will ask questions, want to join us. Ask us to come out and, and visit and, and spread the word of the road to complete fitness. And let's kill debt. Let's absolutely destroy debt. Let's, I wonder what the world looks like if there's 250 million Christians. Let's say there's half that. There really are. That's a huge number, folks, and we can change the lives of people. But beyond changing the lives of those people that are drowning in debt, imagine what happens to the lives of those people and what they can do to help others in other areas of life if they don't have 2000 3000 4000 5000 10000 whatever the amount is being paid toward debt each and every, each and every week. Um, as I promised earlier in the show, we're going to talk about the future of the show. Um, and, and frankly, there may be some of you out there that don't care whether the show come, stays on or not, and that's okay. Um, and uh, uh, you know, when I was approached by Nathan Jett over about a year and a half ago to, to do this show, um, frankly, I don't even—I—I I didn't even know I wanted to do a show. It has been fun. I've gotten to meet some great guests. Um, we've talked about them on the show. John O'Sullivan with Changing the Game Project, and and what he's doing to uh, bring back sanity to uh, to youth sports, um, proactive coaching, uh, doing the same thing, and. Um, got to do a show with with Mike Church, who is one of my favorite radio show hosts, um, and, and we can talk about uh, uh, some other people. Tommy John, for heaven's sake, how you forget Tommy John? But you know these famous people. There's also John Luke tomorrow out in St. Louis that has a fantastic uh, um, program that that they've started for for youth hockey in in, in Kirkwood. Uh, I think it's Kirkwood, Kirk, Kirkwood, uh, Missouri. I um, got a chance to meet him. Great, great guy. Got to meet him in person. It was along with John O'Sullivan. But, um, you know, sometimes uh, we, we come into these things, and, and we don't know why we said yes. I don't really know why I said yes, because I don't want to do a political show. And if you, and, and it's the way it started. It led over to sports, um, and it's gotten to this. But one thing that did happen was Tiffany Swilly and Michael Gowan came on the show. And when they did, the wheels started to move. The, the process I've been through to uh, to get to to the beginning of complete fitness, all written in, in the book, the road to complete fitness, which is my story. Um, but that road started to make sense when Tiffany and, and Michael came on. Um, we started moving on faith, and and you know, fortunately, uh, we were able, there. There were seven people, despite my inability to uh, to be able to um, verbalize exactly what it was we were doing. Seven people started. Alicia Smith and Deidre Penrose were not kind enough to invite me up to uh, to Pennsylvania, and 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 we when I left Pennsylvania we had gone from uh, seven people giving a dollar a day to ten. Um, had a couple more. I, I think it was J- January. That was December with, in Pennsylvania. January we did the next event. Seventeen joined. Um, last month two more have joined, um, and, and it's at nineteen. And you know, um, if nothing else. The show may have been what it what it took to get me moving, um, and, and get those guys coming in because I do think we're going to spend some time working on on physical fitness, um, but we're also going to spend right now, as far as I'm concerned, um, the one thing that we're going to focus on the most is, is eliminating debt. Now we can throw the physical fitness in if somebody steps in without selfish ambition to help us do so, and and I think uh, they're out there. I think they're probably in that night that group of 19 that's already giving, um, but. 
you know, the the show got this thing moving. It, it put Tiffany and Michael and I back together, and um, you know, it, it gave me an opportunity to share the struggles that we've had with debt. But you know, really, the education was well beyond just um, ju- just the what I got as far as personal debt. It was 2008. In, in 2008, even though at the time it, it didn't really it didn't register, I can remember sitting in my office and, and just being scared to death, hoping that Congress was going to act. And boy, did they. And, and for the last five years, we've seen the stock market going up and going up and going up. But what we've also seen is the, the addition of more and more and more debt. And, um, you know, so what is the future of this show going to be? You know, right now, I, I've, I've signed it to do it through uh, July, and I'll hold my end of the bargain on that. But uh, it also costs money to do it. So uh, if if uh, if we have sponsors that come in that want to run some commercials or something like that, then it'll continue. If not, we'll just move on. Um, yeah, but the road to complete fitness isn't going to stop. We're going to continue to fight this thing. We're going to spread it to as, as, as much as we possibly can. And um, sooner or later, we won't have 19 people giving a dollar a day. We will have 1.9 million. And when we do that, we're going to see changes in this world that you cannot imagine. And then we can really start to focus on the fitness side. But more importantly, we're going to be pointing you to Christ. And and the actions of just a dollar a day will be just a glimmer of what Christ did for us. That we give it to other people without without any selfish ambition. And and we will see the lives of people change in ways that you can't even imagine. Um, You know, there's a lot of things that that I'm following out there as far as – the fitness and the finance goes, and and, and there's there, there's a couple of things I, I do want to hit on the fitness side because I love doing it. Um, each and every morning I get up and I exercise and I look forward to doing it. Um, today when I get out of the show, I'm gonna I will probably go home for lunch and I'll, I'll do another 30 minutes. So I'm addicted to it. I love absolutely doing it, but I'm also perfectly aware that in the end, my body breaks down. There's there there's no one that has ever um, been able to to defeat this except for Christ when he was raised from the dead. And, and, and a few people he raised from the dead. And, and I guess if we go back to the Old Testament, there's a few people that didn't actually see death, but they did see their bodies deteriorate. So, you know, the reason I do it now is because there's a mission that God asks us to do. And it's, it's to share the gospel. Because ultimately, guys, if we... if if we sit here and we focus all of our attention on, 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 on fitness and being able to see our apps, all these things that are vanity, we focus all this on, um, inform- on becoming wealthier and, and, and all this sort of stuff, what happens, what happens if that, that debt in the house of cards collapses? You know, there are Christians around the world that are, that are being persecuted each and every day. Just because they believe in Jesus Christ. And if any of these prosperity preachers were to go out to them and preach to them about, oh, God wants you to, to prosper and, and God wants you to be wealthy, they would recognize that false teacher in a heartbeat. Because, you know, if that be the case, you know, why were, were most of the people that are today, especially in the Catholic Church, called saints, why were they martyred? Weren't they supposed to be prosperous? I mean, there are examples of people who were. I mean, David was was, but um, 
it, it, it is amazing to me that we can get so caught up in, in, in the physical, we can get so caught up in, in the financial, and totally forget about the eternal. Totally forget that this is all, this is all vanity. And, um, you know, this show, yeah, I mean, there are people that, that do everything in their, in their power to become famous. And, um, you, you know, they do radio shows, they, they, they do t- television shows, they do all these things. But in the end, without Christ, something is missing. And, um, you know, what we're going to do and, and continue to do, as I've said over and over, and you're probably tired of hearing me say that, but that's okay. Um, because some of you aren't. There's somebody listening to, the, to this show right now that wants to step up and help other people without any type of selfish ambition. You know, actually join up and, and, and you know, let me explain this dollar a day. Let me explain exactly how this works. Because I don't want there to be any misconception that um, we at, uh, at Complete Fitness touch these dollars. These 19 people have publicly committed to give this dollar a day. And we do not track them. We post, there's a, there's a Facebook page that we have that, that says um, it, it's the dollar a day, um, dollar a day closed page. And it gives you the address, the name of the person that we're helping right now. Um, and, and, and you are the only people we give access to that, except for I did tell one preacher one time about An- Andrea because it, you couldn't make up the situation about a, a church that wouldn't let you do the event there. And then their newest member was actually the person we were helping. But we don't touch that money. We each individual go in and we write a check or we put cash into an envelope at the end of the month. We mail that check directly to this person. And, and right now that, that person is Andrea. We send it to her and she's working with us. Um, we're, she's working with me. We're going to have other people that are going to be able to help um, other folks as we go along the line to be able to help them with their situations. So, so they're being educated at the same time. But that money goes directly to that person. When you hear something that talks about 100% of the money going to, to, to what you're donating it to, this does. And um, you're directly helping those people. And get, folks, it's a dinner a night. I mean, one dinner, one nice dinner a month that we might forego so that this person not only is she going to be able to get herself out of debt, she's going to join. She's going to be on the other side. And, um, you know, we, we hope that you, again, we hope that you'll join us. I know I'm, I'm starting to ramble a little bit because we're getting close to the end of the show. But um, it's on my heart. Folks, I think I've been called to kill debt, but I can't kill debt by myself. Um, it, it's just not possible for me for me to do so. But if you join us, or you join us, somebody else join us, so you can't see me pointing over here, then then we will we will see miracles happen. And along the line, we're going to teach you to be healthier at the same time. But in the end, we're not going to have you focused on, uh, on you know, getting wealthy just for the sake of getting wealthy or becoming healthy just for the sake of getting healthy. Because in the end, those things do fail us. And um, if we don't have something something greater to have our hope on, then we become like these students that we read about earlier that are drowning in debt um, from student loans that we keep looking. The, the show starts off. It says we keep looking for gov- to government for the answers. We're going to realize one day that government created the problems. 
that created many of these problems. They made it possible for banks to do this, you know, go learn about a fractional reserve banking where they can where they can literally loan out money that didn't exist. And um, you know, and, and people each and every day are drowning in in the debt, and it's all for this this vainglorious centralized economy that we have that doesn't know Nikki Ellison. It doesn't know Justin that's listening over here. That that uh, it doesn't know um, Nathan Jett. It doesn't know Tiffany Sweely or Michael Gallon. They're just numbers. And whatever we got to do to keep this this economy going. Um, because how often do we hear about the individual and the individuals and the struggles that, that they go through each and every day? It's when we take it on ourselves to help one another when we start to see major changes take place. And, um, folks, we can kill debt together, but we can't do it alone. We can't keep having people buy books that, that tell them how, how to get out of debt when really, really, they already know how. Some some cases they're trying hard. Some cases are not. Some cases it's impossible. But folks, I believe in, in a guy that says all things are possible. All things are possible. And um, if you find it in your heart to participate, you email me. Find me on Facebook. It's MickeyEllison.com. Email me Mickey at MickeyEllison.com. If this show is meant to continue, it will be on July. If not, it won't. And we will move on and be content. Folks, well, I hope you've enjoyed the show. We will be back next week because it's not July yet. And uh, with an exciting guest, uh, a possibility of two. And we'll talk more about it. But uh, reach out. Talk to me. Let us know that you're interested. And if you don't, that tells me you're not. And that tells me the direction we got to go. Thank you so much for joining us. See you next week. Thanks so much for joining us on the Mickey Ellison Show. Mickey plans to be here again next Wednesday morning at 8 a.m. Pacific Time, 11 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. We hope you'll be here, too.